This is Quit, a podcast about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome. My name is Dan Benjamin. Today is Wednesday, July 27th, 2016. It's our 98th episode. 98? The voice you just heard is that of Hattie <laughs> Cook, who has your uh, hype man. <laughs> taken time away from her busy day of uh, Minecraft, building building castles and mining yeah, for iron ore. Yeah, I've gone away from Facebook, and now I just do Minecraft. Now it's just Minecraft, which I approve of. Uh, so welcome back to the show, Hattie. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for being here. Hattie has prepared a couple uh, couple packages for us to go through today, which we'll get to later in the show. I have a... Uh, talking about a me- the media packages you've been working on. You kind of gave me a surprised look when I was I said, like, packages? The media, the media stuff about? you put together for us. We'll <laughs> go through. Later, we have some uh, listener email here that I would like very much to go through. Uh, and I also have a kind of a larger topic to talk about today. And it's something that I have talked about a little bit on the air before. Hattie, you said we talked about it a little bit on this particular program, but I talked about yes. it more with Merlin uh, on an episode of Back to Work that he and I did that I will add to our show notes, which can be found at 5by5.tv slash quit slash 98. But we talked about it in uh, in an episode of Back to Work number 276 called Do You Even Lift? <laughs> where I was talking a little bit about it. But the bigger topic that I will uh, address today and talk about today is something that for me has been a life-changing thing that I think uh, is representative not so much just of the personal, physical achievements that I've come uh, to to find beneficial in my life, but how this kind of mentality can be applied, I hope, to other aspects of your life, professional, personal, as well as uh, things like getting in shape. So it's uh, something that I've, I've learned a lot going through this process and I wanted to share it in one place and have this be the one episode when people are like, tell me about how you did this. I can say, aha, episode 98 of Quit. It's all there. It's all there. All right there. But I thought it would be good to just uh, to start off, Hattie, with this first media package that you've put together uh, the I, one on Bon Appetit that oh, you yes, have found. Yes. So perhaps you can detail that. I know you're working on emailing me the sponsor yeah. reads right now. But you have not yawned. I think it's a time of day thing, Hattie. Really? After almost 100 episodes, I think I finally figured it out. Right. You've been you haven't yawned or anything. Well, you're alert. Feel, you now look, you've said yawn and I like feel you, like Well, if I and all of our listeners, you say the word yawn enough and they will want to yawn and the yawning feeling and you want to yawn when you hear the word yawn and now you're yawning. And yawning. Also, how do you sneeze in the sunlight? Yeah. That's a genetic thing. Really? Yes. That is a, if you look this up, Google for like sneeze in the sun or sneeze when exposure. You've, you've seen me do it. It's we not would, like a fake thing. We would walk out of, of a building. It's usually, usually it's for like a lunchtime. Right. It's where I've been like in the dark. Go and to get cold. lunch. And then as soon as the sun hits you, you just sneeze. <laughs> and you said, I've always done it. It's just something I do. And I said that you're crazy. Right, you're like, and you're you just said, doing no. that. I'm and like, I looked it up and yeah, in, in fact, it is the real thing. <laughs> Not just so, allergic to the sun like no, a vampire. <laughs> no. So go ahead and, then, uh, and and walk us through this media package that you put together. I don't know why you're talking about media package. Bon appetit. That. Do you need the link? You sent it to me. Yeah, but why is it a media package? Well, I'm just calling it that to make it sound more, like more official legit. and you're it's, r- ruining well, it. Well, no, it sounds like... Um, 
It sounds like I'm about to like. It's pitch, a report. It's a news a report. Sales you have a news thing. report. It's a media package. Do your news report. Do it. Oh uh, well, I guess it is a uh, a good news report because we're talking about the early morning routines of America's favorite newscasters. Mm-hmm. Just so that you know, I'm not making this up. Uh, that if you in in the te- in television in television broadcasting package is a report from a correspondent that contains a soundbite inserted between the introduction and the epilogue, usually inserted after the reporter's second or third sentence. These need an in-studio lead for the anchor, which was I was handing this off to you. Ah, thanks, Dan. And I know you have a soundbite prepared for this also. I don't know. Wow. That's just my go-to. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Well, I mean... This is, it's interesting because... Strong lead-in. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting kind of, because maybe. I like it. Uh, no, but what we were talking about before the show was how we're, we're always discussing how to be your best self and do your best at your job. Right. Uh, you know, and streamline and, you know, ways to save on lunch money and all this different stuff. Sure. But what about the people that wake up at two and three in the morning and right, that's like when their day d- begins? There's a lot of people in media who have to do that. But just think about it. You know, if if you take public transportation and you're commuting to work and your commute is at like you, you got to get to the to the bus station at seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock. The people who run those buses or, or your pickup rather or the train or whatever it is that you're doing, like those human beings are there much, much earlier than you. My father-in-law was a, a pressman. Uh, printing out like um, some of the USA Today owned uh, papers. Florida Today was the particular one that he worked on. And it was required that he be, uh, he basically was working like a night shift to get that newspaper out to people in the morning. Like he was working the night before. So there, there's all kinds of crazy hours. But please continue, Hattie. I wanna, well, first, uh, as I was just scrolling down the article, um, I want to point out that, uh, hold on, let me get his name. David Green. The article will be in the show notes. NPR's morning edition. Oh, yeah. Go air, on air from 5 o'clock in the morning to 9 in the morning. So his day is over at 9, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, makes mug egg. Does my, he? Just my like famous you. mug egg. Your mug egg. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because I know you've been working for our 100th episode on, uh, which is all going to be, um, we haven't announced this yet, but it's all it, Hattie's Tips to Productivity is episode 100 that we're leading up <laughs> You're to. You're going to start making me hungry. And the f- the first one is... Mug egg. A mug egg. So... What is a mug egg and why would someone have a mug <laughs> first egg? First of all, it's the best name ever <laughs> and I came up with it, mug egg. And you get a mug that you would put coffee in and then you get... Uh, I usually like to do two eggs. So you I put a little coffee in the mug. Yeah, Step you drink one. the coffee. Oh, you drink then the coffee. See, this is also time-saving too. You're using one mug. Then you you know rinse it out. Then you put, crack two eggs in the mug and you scramble the eggs in the mug. You can add salt, pepper. You can also add cheese, as he does. Uh, and then you stick it in the microwave. And you first you do a minute. And then you kind of stir it around. And then you do 30 seconds in the microwave. So you're cooking the egg in the microwave. Yes. But what's so cool is you get like a little bit of a taller mug. Because it starts to kind of souffle <laughs> in the microwave. Yeah. It's really fun to watch. So I do encourage standing in front of the microwave and staring at it because it's really fun. But as soon you're as you're not you worried the about the radiation. No, no, it's more interesting than it is worth the radiation. <laughs> okay. So um but anyway, you do the mug egg and it's uh it's really good. I I have done the mug egg in the past. How does it taste? 
it's not it's not like you just made eggs in the frying pan. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Uh, no, could you put a little, a little rubbery. could you put a little <laughs> could you put a little <laughs> butter in there? You can put butter, you can put salt, you can put cheese, you can do anything. Anything you want. And the advantage Jalapenos, of this is I don't know. It's, it's like an omelet. It's an omelet, but it's in the microwave. So you're not drinking it out of the mug. No, you definitely need a fork for sure. Could you make it in a bowl? Or does it have to be a mug? For your style, it has to be mug. Uh, yeah, it's called mug egg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my first tip. Uh, but ha- well, this all comes from having breakfast and the, impor- the importance of having a breakfast. Because f- I didn't know this. But for years, you'd be in here and at like 11.30, I would look over and you would look corpse-like you would have dark <laughs> under your eyes your arms would be hanging down i'd already be like shaking and you're like how do you, you wouldn't like even 11? be looking you'd just be staring at the wall right you're like hattie that's not your computer and i'd just be moving the mouse <laughs> right, right and you're like hattie i'm like what <laughs> we determined this was because you hadn't eaten anything since seven <laughs> o'clock the night before or yeah seven to nine somewhere in that range and, and so i said well, do you not eat breakfast and you'd say no and also i forgot to have any coffee today and i said how do you forget this and you'd say well and you 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 described your routine so part of what i want to talk about and this actually getting works really good out of the bed well not the just not just that but like working <laughs> working into a new routine and making a change one of the questions that yesterday was a big milestone for me in my uh in my workout which started and i'll go into the whole story of this it started as a way to deal with uh what had become chronic back pain um but for me, you know, a lot, working it into a routine, people had, had said to me, how, how is it that you have found the time to work out three times a week along with all this other stuff that right. you do? And I explained that I didn't have a choice. It was, a, it was a, a medical thing. But before we get into that too much, establishing a routine, you made a big change to your morning routine you were telling me about the other day. Yeah, it and, was, and it gets you now. You're eating breakfast every day. You have coffee every morning. Yeah, you, and I'm surprised that it's you actually seem stuck. much less stressed at work. Well, yes, I mean, so what the is stress levels low anyway? But but um, I would say the thing for me is getting up in the morning is one of the hardest things that I do. I don't. It sounds really lame, but. I'm it's maybe the most most millennial thing you've ever it's said the hardest thing I've ever done <laughs> waking up. up in the morning getting out of the bed <laughs> no but it's serious that's serious like for me I am almost completely blackout asleep when my alarm goes off I'm going to sleep at like 10 30 11 right um so I'm getting plenty of sleep uh, I'm one of those people that if I go to sleep at 10, 30, 11, I can sleep until 10 or 11 the next day. No problem. No alarm. Everyone needs a different amount of sleep. Right. Uh, but also I feel like I naturally wake up at around 8 a.m. if I go to sleep around 10, 30. So my problem is once I'm standing up, I'm fine. It's the it's the from when the alarm goes off to the feet touching the floor that is the hard part for me. <laughs> uh, but, so I've had to trick myself, and I did this a little bit in college when I had a, um, an early class, but uh, what I did was I took my iPad and I put it, I usually use my phone as my alarm, but I took my iPad and I put it out um, maybe 10 feet, maybe 11, 12 feet away. It's in my kitchen on my counter. And I set my alarm earlier than I would like to be up, but is the correct time for me to be waking up. Uh, I, I And I set the alarm out there. So when that alarm goes off, it's my first alarm and it's my only alarm 
no, that's a lie. It's my second alarm. Uh, but it gets me to get up and go turn it off. But I have to physically get up to go and turn it off. Right. And in college, I used to do, uh, I had like a silver, metal, horrible sounding alarm clock. And I would put it on the other side of the room. Um, and because I had two roommates, my incentive to myself was, I really don't want to bother them and them be totally angry at me. So I should really get up and go turn that off. <laughs> so I had to have motivation. Right. Uh, but now it's more like that noise is just really annoying. I should go turn it off. Well, the fact is, though, you have taken these extra steps to to overcome this challenge that you have, right? Yes. And then in the morning now, you're having, you have coffee first, you said, and then you eat yep. breakfast. I have and- my eggs, my two eggs, not mug egg, but I have two regular scrambled eggs, and I have a little piece of gluten-free toast with a little bit of jam and <laughs> uh, coffee. I take my probiotic and my biotin and... And yeah, that's my that's my morning routine. Morning and then I routine. sit down. I usually maybe watch a little bit of a TV show, just kind of wake my brain up to human interaction <laughs> uh, instead of just me and me and Bat. And then uh, yeah, then I go shower and. But uh, it sounds yeah. so different than and and I think having a morning routine, even if it involves waking up early, for me there's nothing worse than waking up and, and having to be like okay. I have 18 minutes before I need to leave. <laughs> that was me for like the first, well, pretty much my whole life. Where yeah. I'm like, what's I hate, the last I hate that. second That's that the, I can sleep to? And I totally appreciate wanting to get more sleep, but then the amount of stress and cortisol that winds up in your system yeah, it's horrible. from having to wake up and now I've got to go right now. I'm going to be late. I mean, yeah, I did that in high school. I did that in college. I did that for the first few years of working. And I, I just realized, you know what? If I were to, so what I, I made a drastic change at one point and I started waking up like 90 minutes before I needed to leave, which is extreme, but I wanted to well. really push the limits <laughs> of, well, it's extreme for a dude, for right, a woman, that's just, barely enough time to do one right, that's eye. The, that's the least amount of time that you need. Right. Yeah. But for a, a dude who's like, I got to shower and go to work, then, it, you know, but I like, envy it so much waking up <laughs> and and being able to make that time of I'm going to wake up. And this is back in the days when like you got your news from reading a newspaper. So I would do this right. very old fashioned kind of thing of like I uh, I had a, a newspaper delivered to the house. I would read the newspaper. I would drink coffee and I would sit in this nice little chair. We even had a little fireplace there that I would light in Aww. the wintertime. And I mean, it was, but it was a drastic change from what I had been doing, <clears throat> excuse me, which was that I have 18 minutes until I need to leave or else I'm going <laughs> right. to be late. And it, it, I'm not saying everyone should do something that extreme, but I'm saying adding, you know, giving yourself that little bit of extra time so that you're there in the morning. You're like, oh, you know, I don't need to leave for 10 minutes. That's a wonderful feeling compared with I'm 10 minutes late. So, you know, the, and, and what, what you uh, what we we were talking about in this one article is how uh, how these folks who wake up so early, so in early. the morning that they're actually there at they're they're at where they the need morning. to be at work at four or their to alarm their goes off at two forty five in right, the morning right um so I was curious I was curious what time these people are going to sleep like how do you have a normal life if you have to be awake at two a.m. um. And the they're going to some of them are going to sleep at about ten p.m. Right, right. 
Uh, and they get like four to five hours of sleep. But and you know what's shifted. interesting is that even though they're doing this as a career, even though they're doing this as as their uh, their living, that they still do not have. Uh, they still have not fully adjusted to this. Uh, one of the things that they're talking about, um, Gail King, she's on CBS this morning, which is on air from six to eight in the morning. She says, there's no coffee, no food, just water. I'm not hungry at four in the morning. The thought of eating is like, ew. <laughs> that makes sense. I never thought about that. She's in the back seat of a car with CBS radio playing by 4.30 or 4.45 at the latest for a six-minute commute to the station. Six minutes. That makes sense. Which is on the same <laughs> side of town as her apartment. I've said to the doorman, listen, if you haven't seen me by 5.30, come up and knock on my door. Call somebody because something is wrong. Really wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> she says she's never slept in. But think about that. And then she's got to go and she's got to you know, get ready and do makeup and get reviewed for the thing and all of this. I mean- it's, uh, but, but it's interesting. The one thing that she said, this is her job and she's doing this all the time, but she still has never adjusted to the point of being hungry at four in the morning. Because right. like if, if you have, once you get into a schedule, into a routine, you know, if you're waking up every day at the same time, your 4 a.m. is actually everyone else's 7 a.m. or whatever. Right. So you would think eventually you adjust, but there's something about the human clock, the human nature waking up at night that food. does not want to adjust ever. Um, but it's, it's interesting. One, one woman goes to sleep at, um, Robin Mead and, mm-hmm. uh, HLN's morning express from 6am to 10am. Um, but she goes to bed by seven. She says eight would be a victory after that. It's <laughs> ugly. Um, but, but she takes melatonin. She says it's her friend. She does nine milligrams a night. Nine. Yep. She does sleepy time tea around 6pm. She said that. Her bedroom, it, there's a noisemaker, uh, there's black, serious blackout shades. Serious um, black yep. out shades. Ser- serious black. Out shades. Let's start a company mm. that's called that. That would be a big copyright infringement. But um, but yeah, it's just interesting. One Another lady, uh, Mika, oh, I will just murder the pronunciation of her name. Brzezinski. <laughs> pronounced Brazil. MSNBC's Morning Joe, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Um, she gets, uh, alarm goes off between 3.30 and 4. She gets in the, uh, washes her face, brushes her teeth, gets into the car at 4.25 at the latest with a pillow so she can sleep an extra 30 minutes while her driver takes her to the office. Right. Seem to all have drivers. Yeah, that's the key. We would like to say thank you very much to our sponsor, Hattie. It's Linode. Linode. And the reason I don't say lie node, this, first of all, this the word lie, which is not what they're about at all. <laughs> uh, and also because Linux is where I believe they got their inspiration from. Linux is a, an amazing open source operating system. It's very much like Unix. In fact, it's become th- when people think of Linux or Unix, they, they're, they're really talking about Linux these days. Very few people are doing anything with Unix, which is this old school thing. Well, Linux is very up to date. It is what pretty much all the big servers, all the websites, everything that's happening out there in the world, when you go to a website, chances are it's going to be powered by Linux. And there's, there's probably a good chance it's going to be powered by Linode behind the scenes too. That's what they're all about. They're all about offering Linux servers running as VPSs, virtual private servers. So what does this mean? 
This means if you're building a website, if you're building a web application, if you are uh, looking for a place to learn about Linux or Unix or multi-user systems like that, if you're wanting to do Python development, Ruby on Rails development, PHP, Java, this is the place to go. Of course, you can just host a regular website there that you design with plain old HTML. But if you weren't doing cool stuff with Node.js, all these other technologies, this is the place to go and host your site. First of all, it starts out really, really cheaply, like 10 bucks a month. And we're going to give you $10 credit so you can wind up getting like a first month free. But what the way that they work, lightning fast servers, they're up in the cloud. It's all virtual, super fast 40 GPS network automated backups, node balancers, managed services, all the stuff that I've been doing for 5x5, we're hosted there. You're listening to this file, it started out there. And all the stuff that I've been doing with Fireside, Fireside uh, is, is all hosted on their entire infrastructure. And I'm using all their automated backups. I'm using their node balancers. And, and you think, oh, automated backups, what's that involved? Like, what do I have to set up? No, you just click a button that says enable automatic backups. Yeah, I mean, you, you pay a couple dollars for it, but it's like you don't have to do anything. And it creates this exact image of your entire server. It's amazing. 99.9% uptime, 24-7 support experts and all the tools that you need to get the job done right the first time. And now Linode is offering two gigabytes of RAM for only $10 a month. Pretty awesome. Over 400,000 customers, including us, trust Linode. And now... You can get $10 credit. Go to linode.com slash 5x5. Just visiting the URL supports this show and the whole uh, 5x5 network. Use the code promo code 5x5 for a $10 credit. Simple, powerful, reliable. Linode.com slash 5x5. Anyway, waking up early. I've always woken up earlier rather than later. And one thing they say is the last comment on this, Hattie, is waking up on a consistent schedule. People generally want to sleep in, right? They, oh, it's Saturday. I don't have to wake up at seven today. I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to sleep till, sleep till noon. You're throwing yourself off by doing that. Right. You're not doing yourself any favors by doing that because then it's going to be really, really hard really, really hard to readjust yourself back come Monday and you're going to be completely screwed on Monday. So uh, one of these uh, people, I think it's still Gail King they're talking about. She says, I don't, I don't try to adjust my schedule. I just want to live in the regular world with regular people. I'm not sitting here thinking for me, it's actually two in the afternoon. No, no, no. The shift is not for the majority of the people. This shift, she says. You know, whereas I think people who on a regular basis have to do this kind of a schedule, they just say, you know what, this is my schedule. I remember Howard Stern used to talk about this all the time that he was having to go to bed at seven at night, which nobody really wants to do. But there are other ways to cope with it. Naps and things like that. I'm the wrong person to ask about napping. Yeah, there's another quote. that says, I just push through. I really love what I do. So I just kind of focus on that and try and keep going. <laughs> Like, it seems like it's still really difficult for them. Yeah. I mean, human beings' bodies are meant to be asleep at that time. There is something that is uh, that is built into the human condition to sleep when it is dark outside. I mean, that's, that's our natural. And people say, oh, I like to stay up late. I like to do this. Yes, of course you do. And that's perfectly okay. That's fine. 
But just keep in mind that you're you're working against your own internal natural state of being. And for people who say, oh, I like to stay up late and watch movies really late. And then I like to sleep till two the next day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do that. But if you were living the way a human being was naturally meant to live, and let me describe that to you. And whether you get on the whole paleo kick or not, it doesn't matter. But I will tell you how a human being was meant to live. Okay. We were meant to be awake when the sun is out. We were meant to be exposed to that sunlight. Vitamin D. We were supposed to be looking at the sun and the sky with our eyes. Not at the sun, you know. Stare at the sun. (laughs) But we were meant to be looking out at the bright sky and the bright day and spending the day out having physical activity in the day doing things. I'll tell you what. My... uh, my for was it father's day i don't know what what it was but my wife set up this thing we went out on a boat and so we we went to uh out to like his lake travis or whatever some one of these beautiful lakes they have here in texas which are all full again because of the great rain that we've been having the drought is over and we i went out on the boat with my wife and my kids and we spent the day out there and we ate a lunch out on the boat that we brought with us and it was just a nice day sun exposure you know all day long we were out there for you know, and the Six thing was, I, you know, I mean, it was half the day we were out. Yeah. And of course, you know, you're walking to and from the dock and you're doing other, but it, but it was, you know, there were hours of the day spent fully outside and, and it wasn't like I was having intense physical activity. Right, I was like just sitting baking we were in the just, sun. I was standing on the boat, driving the boat around and, you know, doing things with the kids. I felt so recharged and rested and calm and peaceful and slept so well that night that there it just reminded me of how far away. Like Heidi won't even open the the blinds in the office when we come in. I like the dark, you know. But that's not natural, even <laughs> even for someone as ghostly as you are. And if you've never met or seen Heidi, I she's if you take a sheet of white paper and up. draw the profile of a human on that and cut it out, that's. That's Hattie. <laughs> Hi. Just white as a ghost. Yep. And your hair is white. Yeah. If ever I go to like the dermatologist, they're like, how much uh, sun exposure? They're like, make sure you don't go out into the sun. And I'm ever. Like, I, well, I don't <laughs> at all. So it's okay. <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, but I'm kidding. I mean, it, it's, but it's true. Like we don't, sun, we don't get, no, you, you do. We I always say that. It. You're always like, I want to sit outside in the sun. I'm like, it's a hundred degrees. I'm always cold. <laughs> but see, all of this comes back to the routine that if we were in this regular routine of being outside, doing these kinds of things, we would have better, uh, better quality of, of sleep and better routine and better schedule. Anyway, at, it is at this point in the show when I would like to talk about the main topic, which is this path uh, that I've been on for, I guess it, I got serious with this back in April. That sounds about right. It's yep. been about four months that I have done this. And one of the reasons I'm excited to talk about it today is that yesterday I hit a, a big milestone for me personally, which, it, which was the, in, in, in weightlifting is strength training, as they call it. Uh, one of the exercises that you do is called, it's called a squat, squatting. Right, Hattie? Yep, squats are good. And we are disconnected. <laughs> are you mining as up- a zombie there or no, something? No, I'm updating ad copy <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh, 
and in one of these, so let me describe this exercise to you and I want you to imagine it. And also what's interesting to note is that we in the West, that is not, not in especially Asian countries, we almost never squat. There's no reason to really squat. When people here in this country, uh, we, you know, I remember when I visited South Korea uh, back in like two, 2000, people would say, oh, let, let's have lunch. And I remember at one point we were having like a picnic and they said, let's have lunch. And they put down a little cloth on the ground and they opened up and started bringing out kimbap and all these other things. And they all just sort of squatted down. They didn't sit like cross-legged on the ground. They didn't lounge on a beach towel. They were squatting in their dress clothes because people there just squat all the time. My mother-in-law, when she does gardening and stuff, she's, uh, she's from South Korea, she just squats for hours and hours and hours. There's no kneeling. I just tried to squat over there for like five I, is that seconds, what that and crack I had to yeah. What was the, it I the, heard the snapping mm-hmm. that when I yeah no I can't stay in a squat for very long it hurts because in in the West we're not used to doing that they also have I might add squat toilets over there because there isn't that sort of sitting uh, that we do on the throne with newspaper there was <laughs> I don't want to get gross there was a guy I went into the restroom before the show. There was I could hear the guy flipping the newspaper pages in the in the stall while he's pooping. Wow. He's 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 comfortable. He's camped out he's in the paid. public restroom, we'll you know. He's getting paid yeah. to do that. That's not how it is over there and there's good reason to show this. Anyway, squatting is not something we do a lot. So our squat strength as a whole in the west is uh is compromised. And that uh, posterior train, this the the chain of uh, of muscles that work to support your back, are underdeveloped in your legs because we're not doing those kinds of exercises. And when we lift, we lift wrong. So one of these exercises that you do is squatting. So let me describe this for you. There will be a bar placed on what are called J hooks. In other and words, you really like that word J hooks. The bar is at uh, just a little bit below your shoulder height. So you go, you kind of put your head under the bar so the bar is now supported across your back. If you can imagine, it's on your shoulders and the back of your neck and you bring your hands up to it to support that. So your your arms like are bent. Like a milkmaid. That's exactly right. Yeah. Or if you're holding a little lamb mm-hmm. across your shoulders. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, and anyway, the bar is there and then you're standing up and you sort of rise to full height and now you're supporting the weight. You're flexing your abdominal muscles. You take a couple steps back. And then with your feet the right distance apart and the toes pointing the right way, you take a breath, you tighten your abdominal muscle, which is additionally strengthened by your the gulp of air that you've taken to strengthen everything out. And then you squat down as low as you're comfortable going usually, and then you stand back up. And if this sounds- It's a smooth movement. It's a smooth movement. It's very difficult to master it. Yes, it is. <laughs> it very much is. But this is something that, that it, it uses so much of your strength that you're using your back and your arms to support the weight. Your the core muscles are completely engaged. And then you're using your your full legs, pretty much all everything to support this weight. And, and uh, a lot of people deadlift more than they can squat. A deadlift is where you're- lifting essentially dead weight where you're lifting something All the way up off, the off the ground it's a bar on the ground you stand on and you stand up and and then you put this thing back down this is a very uh people can deadlift a lot of weight but for me one of my milestones uh was that i wanted to be able to squat my own body weight so i squatted actually a little more than my body weight yesterday which is 
not that much if you think about it. People who are really bodybuilders who are squatting, they're doing double their body weight. Right, it's it's like, like no NBD. But for me, from where I came from, which is what I'm about to talk about, uh, it it is a huge, huge improvement. And, and I've come so far to get to this point. And I realized, you know, I haven't really talked about this very much on the air. So before I go into detail and talk more about it, I would like to uh, say thank you very much to Wellfront. Wellfront makes it easy for anyone to get access to a sophisticated, diversified, long-term investment portfolio. They're a company you go and you give them some money and they invest it wisely for you. They invest it in a way that you don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. And you can start with as little as 500 bucks, but you still get access to the same kind of investment management that millionaires get access to. So regular people like us, we don't, and we, I remember, I've told this story, but I remember when I went to like an investment wealth management professional person. And I said, you know, I really want to invest. I know I'm supposed to save for my retirement and save for my kids' education, which I didn't have kids and I didn't even want kids. But this was, and, and they said, okay, how much do you have to invest? And I was like, check it out. Like, I'm a boss. Like, I got five figures right here. I'm ready to throw down, you know? And I had worked really hard to get to that point. They're like, come back when you've got closer to a million dollars. I'm like, well, how am I going to get to a million dollars? If I can't if I, invest it. If I can't invest it. Wellfriend is here to help you with that. Their minimum is 500 bucks. But the average investment that they manage for people uh, is, I think, about $60,000. But they got plenty of people who do have millions of dollars. This is for people who, at any level, who want to invest for the future. Long-term, safe uh, investment. You get their modern technology, this platform they've built with rigorous investment research. They cut out the middleman and they give everyone sound investment advice. If you go to Wealthfront dot com slash five by five wealthfront.com slash five by five you will get your first fifteen thousand dollars managed entirely free of charge for life so in addition to never paying commissions or any hidden fees you won't pay any management fees on that first 15k that you've invested in there their fees once you're over that are only 0.25 percent per year that's way lower than what you're going to find almost anywhere else wealthfront.com slash five by five go check it out do it so where I started, uh, April is when I got serious about this. But before that, a few years ago, I was having such bad lower back issues. I was in pain every day. And the kind of pain I'm talking about, and I, since sharing this uh, on the air a few other times, people have written in to tell me these amazing stories of what they've dealt with and how they've recovered and other things like that. There are people who are in way worse pain and way worse off than I was. Right. And the the flip side of that is they've come way further than I'm at. They're ahead of me. So I just want to point that out. give you even more hope. It does. It does. And, and, and this is the thing. If you're listening to this and you have not had some kind of like serious herniation or back injury or something like that, and you're just... I'm a person with lower back pain. Right, my you're, back just hurts you, all the time. You're already at such an advantage over these people who have written to me saying, I fell off a thing and I broke my or back or accident. fractured my vertebrae yeah. or I was in an accident. Or, or, you know, there are people, whatever your situation is, there are people who started at a much worse place than you who have come so far and are now completely on the other side. So I just want to say it's possible. And the reason I'm talking about this, I just want to frame this the right way before I get into details is I'm talking about this in the, in the scope of 
uh, physical health and getting into shape. But all of these things that, that I'm talking about apply and relate, I think, directly to the state of mind and the frame of it's mind. It's a mental choice. That you can apply mm-hmm. to your professional life, your career, your personal life. It's, it's, it's if you were to really sit back and take stock, anything that we say, yes, it's good for physical uh, getting in shape, but it's also... Uh, it's it's also something you can apply to these other. You areas. can be in agony, or you can decide to make a change and fix it. But it is going to be difficult, and it's going to take a lot of work. Physical, in order emotional, for you to make mental change. It's it's yeah. about making a change. So I was in this situation where I was having physical pain, back pain, all the time, all all waking, and in many cases sleeping hours as well. Um. I wasn't having to take like prescription painkillers for it, but I was at a point where I thought, this is just me now. This is this Pain's is part of my day. Right. And that here here's a long list of things that I can't do that I sort of had, like things I couldn't do. For example, couldn't pick up either of my kids because one is four, one is eight. Couldn't pick them. So that wasn't even an option. You know, my wife would come home with the groceries from from the grocery store. I could help bring them in if I picked up the light bags one at a time. And it wasn't because I didn't have upper body strength or arm strength. I did. Um, But my core strength, which is both front and back, like that's your abdominal muscles as well as your back muscles, posterior chain, all of this stuff. I just, it, it, it was so, because there were, the way that your body works from my limited understanding of this is that your your uh, your body knows that there are injuries or weakened muscles or overtaxed muscles. And in order to protect those muscles, other muscles will work harder. But at the same time, those other muscles will also kind of get get tight and and overcompensate in a way, trying to protect that other muscle or a nerve, the sciatic nerve or whatever it is. So that if you have a certain set of muscles that are weak, that are not not strong enough to perform to do what they're supposed to do, other muscles, now they say, well, we'll take over that job, but we're going to get like really tense and tight. And then eventually they become weakened and over fatigued and overworked. And then the next set will take exactly. over. And that's why usually when one part hurts on you, it's not because that's what's the problem. It's something else that it's compensating exactly. for. Exactly. And you you wind up getting in this situation that seems to get progressively worse. And then what's your response? Oh, man, I got I got to stay in bed now because it hurts too much to do this or it hurts too much to do that. But I shouldn't push myself. I shouldn't push myself when, in fact, I'm not pushing yourself, but having activity, having regular activity is the best thing you can do when your when your back is tight or when your legs are tight. Again, like I got to I don't disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trained whatever. This is stuff I've been told and I've learned and researched myself. But I was in this point where I was essentially injured now and couldn't do any of the things that I would wanted to do really. And so I was, you know, I was making all these like modifications to kind of cope with this limited life that I now had. And like, yes, I could come in and work and I could do basic things, but I knew like I knew there would be a consequence. Like if we wanted to reposition the sofa in our office, you I'd had be to like, like okay. mentally prepare for that. <laughs> like here's the here's what I can do to help move it. I know that now for three days I'm going to have 
the following kinds of pain. And then because as a result of that pain, I'll have inflammation. As a result of that inflammation, I will get pressure on the sciatic nerve, which is going to cause sciatica, sciatic pain or tingling or numbness or whatever. And then that will take a couple days and it will go away and I'll be back to normal. And I'll have to put ice on it and I'll have to take some Advil a couple times over the next few days or whatever. And like this was like, oh, I have to load something into the back of the car. This is the consequence that I will face from doing that. Right, you were prepared for what was going to happen, right. but then it becomes a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> and and like just living in the world, I had all this sort of, and there's this response where you get into this cycle where your body and mind then kind of say, oh, if I do that, it will create pain. So I don't want to do that. So you actually, and this is a thing scientists or uh, doctors are still learning about and studying, but you get into this cycle where your body will actually create the pain response in anticipation of an injury right. and breaking out of that cycle is it takes a very, very long time for your body to learn that, uh, you know what, I'm not going to feel that pain and I don't need to feel that pain and I can move past this. Anyway, there's a cycle of inflammation and all this stuff that that's beyond me. But for me, I got to the point where I said, I think it was at... Uh, I was on a trip and I was in so much pain because why? I had to take this overnight bag and put it up and load it up into the thing above the seat in the airplane. And the the, pulling of the suitcase. And it was like every trip would get screwed up on the trip or I would be like, oh, I need to bring cold packs with me for the plane ride over because my back's going to start having a problem about halfway in through the flight. So I, I just said, you know, something really needs to change. And it's, it's to the point where I just can't, I can't and don't want to just like live like this. And again, there's people who are so much worse off than me that, you know, had come to the same conclusion. So what I did is I said, all right. And I went and, and interestingly enough, um, it was thanks to Hattie that I got on the right track with this, with Dr. Jill. Jill is amazing. She's the best. She, I was super, super skeptical of a chiropractor because in my mind the limited exposure that i had to chiropractors and <laughs> chiropractors things like that, break your back and you'll be paralyzed <laughs> right or or it's all they just want you to come back every week and throw right. money at them and they're not really doing anything well what was different and about, i told you i was like seriously this is different what it's was different about like jill is that she does something um called what what is the thing active release active release so it's it's She's not, I mean, she can do adjustments and all of that, but that's not what this was about. What this was about, it was closer to massage, basically. And it's more on the sports side. She travels right. with um, big sports teams and things right. she, like that. She works with UT. Apple. She works for Apple like two days out of the week. Mm-hmm. Apple has her come in and work on their employees. Um, like I said, she does it with UT. She does it. There's that one Olympic uh, swimming medalist girl that's, right. uh, that's in there. I forget her name, but like world class so, like, athletes that are going to you. There. I was like, look, she's like legit, like people hire her. <laughs> right. And so I was expecting her to be like pop, pop, pop and all this stuff, but she didn't do that at all. It's it muscles. was, it was all working with muscles and, and, and sort of they, they apply in similar to a massage. They apply, um, a, like a constant pressure in one area and then stretching another one and moving a certain kind of movement. But like I went in there and came out Way better than in 30 minutes, way better than any massage that I'd ever had. And I was going to massages regularly and and, and they, they would doing help, anything. but it wasn't yeah. like, but this was, I like got out of there and like, oh my gosh, like I'm walking without feeling pain when I walk and I can move like my leg again, you know? And after going to her for, for a, a short period of time, I said, is there anything more that I can do? She's like, yeah, if you really like, if you really want to do it, gonna like, do this, you right. have to do the, the, put in the time. I'm like, what? She's like, 
basically it's like physical therapy is where you need to start with this because for all intents and purposes, even though you haven't had an injury, you are injured and right. you, you need, uh, we, I will, Jill talking, I will get you to the point uh, where you're, you're, where you can do, where you can start doing stuff without again. pain. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, uh, so, uh, she recommended uh, a woman who was her friend who did like physical, like one-on-one physical therapy kind of as an initial. It was like mostly like stretching and things with bands. Bonito and, is who yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and, and so eventually the very basic stuff of like, here's like what was essentially like a broomstick kind of a pole type thing you know do things with this like basic squat movements that i couldn't even do sit-ups where instead of being able to do a regular sit-up i would do what was called an assisted sit-up where you have like one of these stretchy theraband things it's tied around the base of some kind of like a bench and then you're like using your upper body strength to pull your lower body i come came to find out that my like core muscles in front had never were not even engaging for all this so my back was actually taking a hundred percent of any kind of lifting or moving or supporting and so yeah anyway everyone's different but the point was i had gotten to this point even though years earlier um and and for most of my late teen and and adult life up through my 30s i was jogging you know 5k three or four times a week i could run but I didn't have that core strength that I needed and then sitting at desks too much as we do as programmers and writers and, and, and desk office type people, uh, things are just compounded. And through my lack of um, uh, of taking any kind of an action to 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 make that not get to this point, it got to that point. It wasn't like I had done something. Right. That made you didn't it get like to that point. Fall and then your back has been hurting ever since. Right, or anything. and and people like that who have a uh, in a way they have a more clear path. They're like, I was right. fine, then I got hurt. Now I need to get better. At least with that mindset, you 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 get that wake up call when you get hurt. Right. For me, it was like this gradual decline and that I didn't you even could brush really, off. Yeah. I didn't I'll really realize later. it. And then some it's not that bad. eventually my back would act up and I'd be like, oh my God, it's really bad. I got to be in bed for a few days. And that sucked. But, it, you know, I had to go through that enough that finally one time I said, you know what? Never again am I going to let myself get to that point if there's anything I can do about it. I took stock of what was going on. And people say, how do you make the time? I couldn't not make the time. Right. It was either be in pain always. Right. Or make a change. Right. <laughs> And where was I going to be at 45, let alone 50, let alone 70 at that route? So, you know, it's if you have if you detect that you have a cavity. You know that you can put off treating the cavity but because maybe you don't like worse. dentists, but that cavity is now that's going to be an issue. And you know that if you just put it off and put it off, it will become more painful, more painful. Maybe you'll get an abscess. Maybe you'll then need a root canal or tooth extraction. It's going to get worse if you don't do something about that cavity. And the remedies will get worse, like surgery and everything. (laughs) Right. And cost and time out. So as opposed to saying, all right, fine, I'm going to bite the bullet and go and deal with this and get this this cavity fixed in a 30-minute thing, that's much better than a tooth abscess or a root canal or whatever the other alternatives are. It was very clear to me that that was the path that I was on and that I needed to do something about this. So going first through kind of like getting to the point where I could even work out in a, in a normal way. You know, most people are like, oh, okay, I started training with such and such a, a gym or whatever. Like I couldn't do that. I couldn't go couldn't to a yoga class. You couldn't be around weights yet. <laughs> I couldn't lift the weight off the ground. Right. 
There was a joke in my house that if I dropped my keys on the ground, that one of my children would have to come over. I'd be like, hey, come pick this thing up for me. And they'd go and they'd get the keys and hand it to me because bending down to pick something up was like a process, like a five minute. Okay, well, if I put my arm here and lean this way and do this and get. So going into this for me, there was this huge and there was also the whole mental thing of like, I'm I mean, I I know this may shock you, Hattie, to look at me. You would think that I'm just the perfect male specimen. I'm like an Adonis. I know that I hear this a lot. People would look at me and say, you're perfect. How is it that you are endowed with such a beautiful, of, you know, physicality and that you don't have to put in the time? I don't know. I don't right. know I the answer. Like, I have to like make sure like the door is like locked to our office or people just to keep the fans. In. Yeah, yeah. The, the fans of my physique. But it, I must tell you the truth, Hattie, that although I was amazingly good looking before, uh-huh. uh, that that the reality of it was I was not really in shape at all. I'm not really, <gasps> I was not, what? I was not an athlete. Although I did enjoy running, I was never like an athletic kind of a person. Me neither. And, and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the kind of thing that I was like, yeah, like I'm going to go like throw the ball around. I'm going to go like toss a Nerf football around with my buddies. Like I didn't do that. And, uh, and you know, so I was like the like a geek. I was like a computer person. I played Dungeons and Dragons. You know, like that. That was the kind of stuff that I did. And for me, the idea of like going to like a real gym full to full of just very free weights. <laughs> yeah. And so after doing some initial training with that one person, physical therapy, a couple months of that, I was like, okay, now I can actually go to like a real gym and work out and. Again, I didn't want to. There's people who said, oh, I found this app. Like people are tweeting me and saying, oh, I found like such and such an app. And like I'm on that program or I got a book and I'm following right. this book or I got a tape or whatever it is. That they, you know, uh, a, D- a DVD or something that they're like tape that they're like, this is, um, <laughs> you know, that they're like training off of some, that because of where I was coming from, essentially with an you injury, just jump in. I couldn't that. just do it. You know, you're you're healthy enough that you could go and get a right, DVD set or you could stream something on Hulu Michaels, or right, right. And, and you could do that because you're not dealing with potentially you know doing a m- wrong movement and being in bed for three days right. like and injured right I might be super weak and not be able to do <laughs> the things that they're saying to do on the tape right uh, but um, but yeah I was just weak. I was useless and <laughs> so noodle arms. <laughs> Dr. Jill, after the first person, Dr. Jill said, "Here, this is the gym that you could go to. And I'll tell you, it's, it's the name of the gym here in, in Austin. It's called Grass Iron. And the people who run this gym are some of the most highly qualified, highly certified, highly trained physical trainers. They're also highly awesome, too. Yes, they are highly <laughs> awesome. And, uh, and they, you know, they understood because Jill has trained there herself and she... She talked to them, I think, and told them about what my issue was and what I was dealing with and where I'd come from and all that. So that when they went there and they all you train with multiple different trainers, not all at the same time. You kind of imagine them like standing over you like five (laughs) trainers. Now do this. Now do that. No, Uh, you work with one at a time, but they all have a kind of a system and a routine and and they follow a plan for you and a customized plan. Right. And what your goals are. So like at the top of your sheet for that day, like it'll say like what your goals are and what your what you know. And like my my initial goal was like to be pain free. That was my initial goal. It wasn't like, I want to bench 500 pounds. It was (laughs) like, I want to not be in pain all of the time. Right. 
How about Let's pain some there. of the time or no pain at all? You know, <laughs> all of these were like, this is, these were the goals of things that I was, w- was working toward. And then I had other goals. Like I'd like to be able to pick up my daughter. First right. goal. Second goal. I'd like to be able to pick up my son, you know, like these different things. And, and, uh, and, and, and so they were, they were these small achievable goals that I could have. Again, how does this relate back to the professional life? Well, if you're sitting there saying, I really want to change my career, I want to be, and I'll pick on the, oh, I want to be a web designer, right? <laughs> and, and you're in a, you're, you know, you're in a different field or something. Well, step one is like, learn about the web and how it works. Learn HTML, right. learn CSS. You want to be a software developer, a programmer. Okay. What's a very accessible language to start with and learn? I would say learn something like like Ruby or Python, Python, or learn even PHP or Java or Node what, or JavaScript, whatever it is, like learn about these things. And once you know how these technologies work together and what they are and how they work together, then you can actually say, all right, now I'm ready to begin working on a project. And I'll work on a project as a junior developer with somebody else doing the tasks that they think are beneath them so that I can learn what they are and then do the, you know, like and an so intern. Like, you've got to work <laughs> up. And it took so long because these, these trainers at this gym who are all amazing, they all knew what my limitations were. And they knew that I wasn't coming into this with like, yeah, we'll throw an extra 5k on the, on the bar and see if you can do it or not. Push right. yourself a little. It was like, no, we're going to stay here again this week. Right. And we're going to do it again. Right. Why? Why do I have to stay here again this week? Well, you know what? When you were lifting or when you were doing that press or whatever it was, your left knee moved in a little bit. That tells me it's you're still not ready to go that up and wait. it was still heavy. Even though you said it wasn't heavy. Right. Right. I can see that it's heavy. <laughs> right. So like we're going to stay there again this week. And, you know, so that it's such a gradual, slow process that to – but the improvements that I started to see were immediate. And that's the thing is that you go from dealing with pain all the time, thinking there's no way I'm going to be able to lift this weight or lift weights period or lift or even load the bar up with weight. I don't want to lift a bar. Like what's a bar? I don't lift bars. That's not the thing. I like. <laughs> Everything's about a bar there, you know, like I don't. And, but the fact is, and that's why I said for me, even though I did, I never liked group sports and i never liked like the group activities of like going to a thing where other people go to do a thing like i always <laughs> got you know like i reject that i reject your you know your entire structured thing f that i don't want that you know like everything about it i re- like oh i'm going to yoga class i reject your class you know just <laughs> right, the I'll fact do it that alone. It's, it's a i'll do it alone like I realized like, I couldn't do it. I had to get over that for me. And it was it's not like a social anxiety or anything like that. It was simply like I had to understand that like the only way I was going to get better was to follow some kind of program that somebody who knows what they're doing would do. And I would go in and into a place that now feels like home to me, like that gym. Yeah. Like I'm there three times a week for hours and it's, you know, like it does not feel like a foreign place anymore. But when I first went in there, and I saw these people in there who were like, they train at this gym. Just to give you an idea. I know you know how to because you train there. But I do. Like the the level of pe- Olympic athletes in Austin are going there yes, to train are, to compete in the Olympics. That are setting like <laughs> world records that right. are there. Yeah. And like then I'm in there. Yeah. You know, and so it's like. <laughs> and you're like, you know, just starting out. So it can be a little bit um, like intimidating at very first. Intimidating. But it's also really inspiring because you you're like i could be at that level 
if I just stay here and you keep know, going? <laughs> and and there are you know there are people of all ages and uh, who are there, men, women, everyone in between, all levels of physical activity. And what you really take away from it, and I think this is something that is absolutely a thousand percent at any non-pretentious gym that you're going to find, <laughs> but but that I feel like is missing a lot in technology. It's there. It's there in pockets. But going in there, it's like the feeling is it doesn't matter what level you're at. It doesn't matter what you can do. You're here. Like you're here and you're putting in time. So you're already, everyone is kind and of- And that's what counts. Everyone's right. equal here. You know, it doesn't matter if you're squatting the bar by itself right. or if you're squatting your body weight like me or if you're squatting three times your body weight. Like we're all here working equally right. hard and we're all at a different level and it doesn't, it, that's all that matters. Right. And you know, that is there in technology. It is there in these different jobs, but there's so much kind of competitiveness that's not in, in a gym like this. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's like, oh, look at him. He's only living up the, you know, this Right, one. I never I've feel n- like that there. Never. And I've never felt like that towards someone there. It's all like, uh, you know, like the most I've ever heard is like, uh, like, you know, doing like a Bulgarian split squat. Someone will be like, oh my God, those are the toughest, you know. Right. You know, like, like there's that kind of camaraderie there, but there isn't, you know, there's a lot of people are just there and they all know like, this is where I'm at and well, this is what I'm here to do. on the same kind of like journey together. Like everyone's just trying to get to a place that they want to be at, whether it's to be pain-free or to be like, you know, breaking world records. Let me uh, take a quick break to thank our third and final sponsor. We're working with uh, Wink. Wink. W-I-N-C is how you, uh, how you spell that. It, they are a personalized wine club. Now, listen, some people don't know anything about wine. They're like, oh, I don't know about wine, so I can't. I, don't, I just drink beer. Right. Or I just, you know, I just drink uh, scotch or whiskey or whatever. Or you open like. the wine list and there's like a million wines on there. Right. And you're like, uh. So what, what Wink does is they are a personalized wine club. They deliver the wine straight to your door. They send you wine that's personalized to your palate, your tastes, and how they do that, they, they give, have a little palate quiz. You don't, it's not like they're going to say, do you prefer an essence of a pear mixed with tobacco? They don't do any of that nonsense. It's a straightforward thing that like regular human beings uh, can understand. You go there and you take a little palate quiz and then their recommendations become more and more and more personalized every bottle that you rate because when they send you a bottle, you rate it. And then they're like, oh, you, we sent them that you didn't like that one. Okay, cool. That's going to help us for the next one that, uh, that uh, we send out to you. Streamlining. Streamlining. They work with top winemakers and growers from around the world. And uh, they have good values. Like the bottles they're selling for like 13 bucks, that's like 20 and up because they can get it. I guess right. they get it in bulk. I cut out the middleman. They send it uh, right to you. Saving time. No risk. They don't, they don't have like a membership fee. There's no cancellation fee. There's like 100% satisfaction guarantee. All of that stuff. And uh, anyway, go check this out. It's at Club W. Club. That's kind of a tongue, tongue twister. Club Dub. Club, clubdub.com. <laughs> clubdub.com slash quit is actually the URL to go to. And it's important you use this URL uh, because it supports the show club w.com slash quit. And they're offering $20 off your first order. And, uh, you know, the, uh, we said, that's not enough. How do you broker this deal? I did. You said, that's not enough. They will actually pay for the shipping on orders of four bottles or more. 
No, there's a whole bunch of things we like we can't say. There's all this like le- the stuff. Right, we can't I didn't say. know so much about this. You can't. You can't. Yeah, it's like you can't. I mean, can we say this? Yeah, say what you can't say. It's, well, let's wrap. We'll wrap it up. Then we'll yeah. talk about what you can't say. Anyway, clubw.com/slash/quit. Go there. You'll get twenty bucks off your first order, and you get uh, four bottles or more. They will pay for the shipping. So go check it out. Thanks very much, clubw.com/slash/quit for supporting the show, Hattie. What can't you say? <laughs> so apparently, there's lots of um, state and federal rules about saying anything to do with alcohol. Yes, about alcohol, promoting alcohol. You can't use the word free. We can't say free. So I could not say... Free shipping. Free shipping. Can't say no, that. No, can't say it. They can pay for the shipping, but you can't say right, free shipping. Right, you cannot say free. Uh, you also... Um, what would happen? Would we be in trouble or would they be in trouble? I feel like they, they, would, they be would be in trouble and then we would be in trouble with them. Right, right. <laughs> for getting them in trouble. You can say complimentary. You can say... Uh, on the house. Uh, on the house. But... But free. the word free, you can't say. Why? That's so stupid. I don't know. Another thing uh, that, yeah, that was Taxation the main Taxation on alcohol, I guess, I maybe? I don't know. Isn't that weird? weird? Anyway, I I, that was interesting, I enjoy uh, wine occasionally. Me too. And uh, this is a great place to, uh, to learn more about it. But anyway, so so where, where are we today? I started going to this gym. I was starting out. Uh, twice a week, which seemed like a huge time commitment. It was way too much. Um, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to keep doing this, but I know I have to. So I, I did. Then I, I, now I do it three times a week. I, w- I wish go. I could do it. F- I wish I could do it every day. Well, cause I feel so good when I come out of there, even yeah. though I'm tired and even though I know I'll be sore the next day. Like, well, I think I after a workout, you're, you're proud of yourself in a way where you're like, uh, Wow, I just did that. Like you think back about, wow, I just did the hex bar with a hundred pounds on it. Right, that's you know almost my body weight. Yeah, and you're in there. You yep. go. I've seen you in there a few times because yeah. I started going, and then you went to Jill. Also, you go to occasionally, and you talked to her about it, and you said, "Well, you know what? Well, because I would always go go to Jill if I like slept wrong, and I'm like, now I can't even turn my head at all, you know, and I can't afford to not be able to move my arms today." <laughs> <laughs> but I guess uh, maybe I insp- hopefully inspired you a little bit to go. Definitely, and I, I bring my son with me, and he goes a, a couple times a week and works out there, and like it's it's just such a, a, a an amazing life changer. I'm. You know, I've gotten to the point now where I kind of can't believe that right. I've made the improvements that I've made. And then you start to get these other benefits that at first, my first goal was like, I just want to not have pain, you know, and then rather quickly, you you find you can get to that point where you're like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not in this kind of pain now all the time. And now you're like, now what can I do right, now that I'm I, not in pain? What can I do? Uh-huh. Can I... Can I get to the point where I could, you know what, now I can put my girl on my shoulders and walk around and not think about it. And she feels very, very light to me when she's up there, you know, (laughs) and I can, I can lift my son. I can do these things that I didn't think I would ever be able to do. And now you have goals past not being in pain, which are. Yeah. Well, like one of the goals was I wanted to be able to squat my weight as a work weight. Now, when I say this, let me be careful about this. I'm not talking about max. I'm not talking about what I can max out, right? right. And that's not what this gym isn't all about, like no. maxing out, personal best. Um, there is what's called a work weight, which is the weight that you put on the bar 
to do multiple sets of multiple reps with. Right. That's what I mean when I say I'm squatting my body weight now. Not I did it once. And therefore I get to, yeah. Right. That was not my goal. I could have done that a while ago. Right. My work weight is my body weight. And I'm another one I have is to be able to bench my body weight, which I'm pretty close to. Still have some more to go there. But these are the kinds of things. Why do I set these goals? Why is it important? Is it bragging rights? Is it because I want to be big? or what? No, it's because I find that working towards small goals, achievable goals, even right. though, and you know what? I, I've had multiple setbacks on this road where, you know, where I pulled a muscle in my shoulder, not working out, but just doing, you know, something else or where I had a, a you know, a, a neck problem that wasn't uh, that, you know, where like, and that would mean I might even have to miss a day or two that week, or I might have to do something different. You know, like I've had multiple things. I had a thing in the, like my leg that was hurt. This just happens. These are things that just happen. Even with the careful supervision of a trainer, um, it, it didn't happen in the gym. It happened outside the right. gym, you know, <laughs> but when you're in, it's just like meditation, you're working your muscles, when, yeah. meditating isn't the point when you're sitting there meditating, you're training for the real world. You're training for how you're going to cope with the stress and suffering that you experience in the real world when you're sitting there meditating on a cushion, right? It's the same thing for being in the gym. I'm not, uh, training in the gym so that I can train in the gym and be big. I'm training in there so that when I need to pick something up or I my kid runs up across the room and surprises me and grabs me and gives me a big hug, that that's not three days of pain in the bed, which happened to me before. You know, like I'm training there so that I can live a, a normal life and so that I can feel that my body is, is strong. And I still have a long way to go before I will get to the overall strength that that I want to get to but you know it's you take these same principles and you apply them in the rest of your life you apply them to your professional life and you say you know what I want to be a web developer I want to be an attorney I want to be a doctor whatever it is that you want to do start with these small achievable goals and chip away at them and you will have setbacks and you will have challenges and you will have things that you need to do but it, you know, for so long, I had looked at this situation that I was in as like, this is just, this is what I have now. This is what I have to do now. This is where I am. And really, there's nothing I can do about it. Of course, there's always something you can do about it to improve your quality of life, to improve your happiness and what you take away from it. So that's, those are my thoughts. And I would love to hear your questions. If you have yes. questions, I'm on Twitter at Dan Benjamin. You can also email me. 5by5.tv slash contact and click on the link for uh, quit there. That'll uh, give the correct subject line that I will it'll get flagged in my email. Hattie, you go as a, uh, what you've been doing. I don't, I don't want to not give you a fair chance to talk about it too. Um, by the way, you're Hattie Bird, Hattie, H-A-D-D-I-E Bird on yep. Twitter. Uh, but what are, what are your thoughts on this? Yourself doing it, not coming from a position of injury. Uh, right. But, uh, you know, because I know you've made tremendous improvements while you've been there, oh, too. Definitely. I mean, I've always been, I was not really a group, <laughs> I say it and then it sounds dumb. Um, I wasn't really a group sports person either. Um, like I did softball for one semester and that never, never left the bench. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm coordinated. I just don't really care and I think that the lacking of the caring if if you win as a team, that was bad. <laughs> you were a cheerleader, though. Yeah, but I also didn't really care if we won or not. Weren't you like uh, the homecoming Liar. queen or something? 
Yeah, but that didn't have anything to do with like the school. Oh, you weren't you in like your cheerleading uh, uniform in that picture? Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was only in the back making fun of something, but um, anyway, I. But I was never really strong, and I think that was another reason why I was the flyer. I was the smallest and the lightest, and they would just toss me around. Um, but I, I hate. I hated carrying in the groceries at the end of the day. And so I guess that was my first small goal was I want to not struggle and be sweating and, you know, have my shoulder muscles be hurting the next day after I just carry in six bags of groceries. Like I didn't want, I hated that. I hated it. I hated having to make like five trips in order to get those bags. Um, and, Every, you know, everything was heavy to me and I just didn't have a lot of upper body strength. Um, but I've always like skied and things like that. So like I was still in okay physical condition. Right. I just, and not enough that you could go uh, on a skiing trip and ski for a few hours a day be, every day. Right, and I'd be I, the next day I'd be like, oh, I could I'm never, so sore. I could but, never have con- even considered oh, yeah. skiing. I wouldn't have let not even you do that. If you're like, I'm going to go skiing, I'd be like, don't do that. Right, right. <laughs> Um, but even what I'm saying is your baseline of, was, of fitness. Was, I can do things. Right. I'll be sore, but I'm not really going to be in pain. I might wake up every once in a while and have like a weird neck thing. But other than that, I was okay. But now like I am doing uh, 17 and a half pounds uh, on the incline press. Um, I'm doing the, the hex bar, which I'd never heard of or seen before in my whole life. Uh and I just did um, a hundred a hundred pounds, mm. which I think is like forty. Right, kilograms. everything there is. They're in, like, oh, you did forty kilograms. Like, yeah, like that, that like, doesn't that sound doesn't like sound anything. But you take, I think, to convert to pounds in your you head, do, like, it's like double, you double it and then add ten percent or twenty percent or something. Right, which so. is already way too much math for me to do <laughs> yeah. in my head. Uh, We're Americans; we can't understand the metrics. Give me the calculator. Um, but no, so that was a big deal. But the big thing that I've been working on. Um, is I could do I could not even do one push up such horrendous upper body strength uh so they have been working since day 1 with me to be able to do push ups and now I do 3 sets of 10 they're still a little difficult, but I, first but again, I started like, up on the bar. Right. So you started like counter on, height. on an elevated bar. Yes. And so you weren't pushing all the way up. And, they and would then slowly lower the bar each week. It right. would be just a little bit lower. And then I was, you know, like doing a push up with having like the yoga block on its tall side. And then I would do that. What is a time. yoga block? A yoga block is just like a little square exercise block that you. Like a brick? Yeah, a little bit thicker than a brick. Okay. But you could stand it up tall and then you could stand it up on its side or you can lay it flat. So there were three um, levels of that. So I started with that level and then the next level. And now I'm I ha- I'm not quite to the ground yet, but but I am on the but ground. But you know, again, like this it. is the thing. It's like progressive. This is not the kind of gym where they're like, go, get in there, get in there give it right. all you got. Push, push, push. It's right. not like that. It It's like... We're going to gradually work you up to this point. And you know what? It's going to take you three weeks to get to this or six weeks to get to this or whatever it right. is. But that's because they're doing it in a way that's safe. So again, like I just want to add, like for me, it was unthinkable that I wouldn't work with really good trainers at a gym. But there are people who may be listening to this saying, well, I'm just going to go and try it myself or I'm going to go and write my own routine. I encourage people to investigate that as an option too. Yes. For me, it was unthinkable, but 
you know, I feel like they're. I like to this learn. is the kind of thing that there is such a great deal of research and study and science in strength training. There is such a People tremendous get their degrees in it. Oh yeah, I think everyone yeah. at our gym has a degree in it. Uh, you and, have to. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 that's so different from I'm gonna you know I don't Gold's Gym. I don't know anything about Gold's Gym. Right. I, or, right. Like, or Lifetime Fitness. Right. <laughs> I, I think those places are probably fine, but. And I wouldn't you know, know where to start if I just walked at in there. some point the trainers have told me I will graduate from needing needing their ongoing help and support to uh, and even I've noticed that now when they'll sit they'll say oh go do you know 10 of these at this weight and, and I can set everything up myself and do it all myself but eventually you, you know the the goal is to get to a point where I'll be able to just get a standard gym membership and do all of the the stuff that I need to do at a place and maybe come and check in with them infrequently but you know there's people who are out there doing it by themselves because they felt the way that i felt or even that you felt i don't want this group activity i don't want a trainer yelling at me to do stuff well, see it wasn't even more of the yelling for me i'm i don't do very well when people are like yeah hattie good job high five like you go like no I will um, see for me, that's what I reject any kind of totally reject that, <laughs> which makes sense that I was a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. I was the dark cheerleader in the back. I just, you know, very moody in the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's all I've yeah. got for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in again. Five by five dot TV slash quit slash 98 has links. Dan Benjamin on Twitter, Hattie bird on Twitter and use the five by five dot TV slash contact link to get in touch. I would love to hear your story of, you know, goals, fitness goals, goals, goals personal any goals, kind of goals, and hashtag how you goals, and have you achieved them. <laughs> uh, so let us know, and we'll uh, we'll be back next week. So have a good one. <laughs>